Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. Hey, it's Malls. Thanks so much for tuning in to Please Advise. Remember, if you like today's show, make sure that you're subscribed in iTunes so you never miss an episode. While you're there, feel free to review us with five stars. It helps the show climb the iTunes charts, which means other people can find us and join the hashtag PleaseAdviseNation. And more importantly, if you have a question or dilemma you want help with on the show, call 323-450-7408 or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your letters or voice note recordings. That's askpleaseadvise. PLZ advise at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, it's Malls. Welcome to episode 96 of Please Advise. I'm super pumped about today's guest. I met her through my best friend, Ed Hansen, who I'm sure you guys all know and love by now. If you don't, you should go back and listen to some of his episodes. We just did a recap of Southern Charm. Um, But I rarely take on new friends, you guys. I'm not really interested in it. But as soon as Ed started to tell me about this girl, Allie Kingsley, I was like, I feel like I need to meet her. She sounds like she loves the same things as me. Um, So right after Wags' accident, she was basically the first person I left the house for. And we went to Laurel Tavern and Wags sat on my lap. I ran into one of you guys on the street, by the way. Someone came up right away and was like, oh, I love Wags. I listen. She called Please Advise in a column, which I thought was Aww. funny because uh, it was once. Uh, if you guys ever want to go read those, you can. Um, and maybe again. So. Yeah. This. Rec- oh, yeah, that's right. We are going to be doing a written portion. And oh, you guys, I'm working on some shit for you. I'm about to debut our new Please Advise, our first Please Advise spinoff in a couple weeks, weeks, which I'm really, really excited about uh, for you guys. For me, too. Um, It's going to provide a really healthy emotional outlet for me and hopefully you guys as well. Moss is on her grind, you guys. I'm on my grind right now because I have to be because I have uh, a deaf dog, another handicapped dog now, and a fucking house to pay for, and I'm freaked out about it all the time. That said, if you would like to sponsor, please advise. Please email pleaseadvisepodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. We are accept- accepting uh, accepting sponsors right now. Oh, and I want to say to you guys really quickly, I was on my Snappy yesterday in the Michael Starr's caftan in the, like, the Zoe Report box of style that I've been doing ads for on this show. Half of you people were snapping at me being like, oh, where'd you get that dress? You guys, it was in the box of style box that I told you to get. Go to thezoreport.com slash malls and enter malls at checkout. You'll get $10 off your box. You guys, the dress, the caftan alone, which I've been wearing as a dress, it's like completely sheer. So you have to wear something through it. But it is alone. I would have I would have probably paid $200 for that piece on its own. And it came in a box that retails for $90. So just 
You should really listen to me. And I just got a lovely pair of sunglasses. Yeah, the whole the like whole really thing sturdy is too. Like you know, when you buy sunglasses from Target, you know they're not. No, these are a really nice yeah. brand. They're really sturdy, um, and I don't know. Like I wouldn't fuck with you guys. I really am dead serious about she this. Wouldn't. I'm not going to recommend brands on here. We don't. I yes. Yeah. While I joke about needing the money and I do need the money, I if something came up that I did not genuinely feel like endorsing, I would have no problem about saying no to it. Yeah. So keep that in mind and go get that Zoe Report box of style. It's really, really great. Anyway, today's guest, Allie Kingsley. Welcome to the show, girl. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How's it going? So much stuff has happened on reality TV since we last talked. Oh, so much has happened. Can we talk about what happened, the Southern Charm end last week, the final frame of last week's episode of Southern Charm? I am still reeling from anxiety after watching that episode. Okay. So can I talk to you about like Ed and I's like little debate that I feel like I finally won yesterday. Go for it. Okay, so Ed is like, that girl is not the girl Robin that Shep showed up with. Yes. People at home, Shep came to the Founders Ball, Cooper's fake party uh, with Landon's best friend or Landon's friend, friend. acquaintance, Robin. And that was shady because Landon had previously professed her love now Landon and Catherine were in a huge fight at the founders ball because Catherine basically was like I know you fucked Thomas when we were on a break like you are spineless like you are obviously going after any rich man you can you're nobody and Landon's whole thing is like no I didn't why would I do that we're just friends um so the very last scene was the back of Shep's date in kind of a, a shot that was probably taken from about I don't know uh, on the other side of the room, and it looked like it was. It looked like she didn't know she was on camera, and she just said, "Like, is Landon going to admit she slept with Thomas?" Now, Ed was like, "She definitely did that on purpose. She definitely knew she was on camera. Like that girl was throwing yes. Landon under the bus." Agreed. Now, I personally, the way I viewed that was, I was like. She did not know there was a camera on her. She's new to reality TV. She didn't realize she's mic'd. She didn't like she wasn't putting it all together. In my mind, what she was saying to Shep was like, oh, what's the scene they're filming in the hallway right now? Is Landon going to admit she slept with Thomas? Like that to me was the subtext of the question. Now, Nastasia Schroeder has her own podcast, Straight Up with Stassi, where she's obsessed with Southern Charm, too. Okay. Which I'm so glad about. Because, like, to hear Stassi talk about Southern Charm is truly, like, an orgasm for me. Uh, And she was saying that, she's like, no. She's like, that girl did not know she was on camera. She was like, there's no way. And this was completely independent. I didn't didn't text this to my good friend Stassi. I didn't tweet this at her. This is not a popularized theory. She fully said, I know that girl – she did not know that that was going to be on television. She, I have seen people in the past who want to create a scene. There's no way that that girl knew she was doing it. They, the producers would have worked with her to get a way better take of her saying that. They probably went up to her after and said, like, we need you to say that line again. And they and she refused. So I could see that happening. I really think that that girl, I'm, uh, look, no question. Do I think she's actually friends with Landon? No, I don't. I think she's probably like kiss, kiss Hollywood friends, like the way that half these people are and they all talk shit about each other behind their backs. But um, I do not, I do not think that she meant to out Landon like that. Well, here's the thing. So I've been on a couple of reality shows and I know how these things work. And the thing is, is 
when you go that there's not it's not like like filming a scene of a movie where you see the boom mic over their heads. Right. Every single person in that scene has a mic that's under their clothes, yeah. in between their tits. And you're very aware of that mic pack. When I was on a show, I I recorded a couple weeks ago, I wouldn't even go to the bathroom. I was afraid that they would like hear me peeing in the sound room. So, <laughs> and I right. had stage fright. So there's no way she wasn't conscious of that and thinking, ooh, well, here's the thing. You're hip to it. You're smart. You watch reality TV. You have an understanding of it. This is a girl from South Carolina that was randomly on a TV show. She probably thought it looks like all the action is over there. Yeah, like, I could see how that would happen. I mean, but I also, I understand what you're saying. Like when I did Drunk History even, like I was super, even in my drunkest state, I was aware that I had a microphone taped to my body. And you want to be careful of Because I say. was smart. Like yeah. I read the horror stories, like someone gets caught doing cocaine on their mic or, or even just like hearing, having a whole crew hear you piss. Like that's embarrassing. So, but I think that she was a little bit drunk. I don't think she was necessarily sophisticated the way that people who live in L.A in New York are because they're around filming and stuff like that more often and also True. you're heavily involved in like the pop culture world so I feel that you have an understanding of how these things work in a way that maybe I mean not to, not to sell Robin short but <laughs> I don't think but wait a minute so what other reality shows have you you did a thing for Vanderpump recently did a scene for Vanderpump recently I've done a couple I didn't know you were going to be on cam I was it was it was cr- – can I just tell you? Can we, like, rewind to that yes. moment? So I watch Vanderpump religiously yes. with my friends. And when I went to film this scene with Ariana, we're working on a project together. We were filming at Sir. Mm-hmm. Let me just tell you, I had to park in the back parking lot. Did you die? And then I was already dying. And then going through – I had to walk through the back because we filmed when Sir was closed. Okay. And – Walking through the back of Sir, I knew my way around. That is amazing. And I was like, oh my God, it's like I've been here before. And I like walked by where they sort the silverware. I'm like, oh, I know where I am. And it was so surreal. The whole thing. The POS station. I I mean, it was amazing. It was pretty incredible. And then at one point, you know, we're filming and we took a little break and we were all getting a little tired and Tom Sandoval was there and he was going to make coffee and I ran after him and I was like, Tom, can you make me a tea, please, please, please? And he was so sweet. And of course he went to Tom the back. Sandoval's the nicest human. He is adorable. Yeah. He went and made me a cup of tea. So I was walking back to set with my cup of tea thinking, how Vanderpump am I right now with my so tea? <laughs> On a level of one to like Gigi or whatever. Or I don't know. Yeah, dog no, name. But I mean, yeah. it was pretty. <laughs> Jiggy. Jiggy. Sorry. A little bit of a spite. I mean, Hanky even. Come on. Hanky and Panky. Oh. But a little Dying bit of, if, if that tea had been uh, spiked with vodka, I think you would be even more Vanderpumpy. But that was pretty fucking Vanderpumpy. It was very Vanderpumpy. So and what other shows have you done? I've had very small scenes on Real Housewives. What um, were you on Real Housewives? Beverly Hills, it was sort of just a background thing. It didn't really turn into anything. Okay. Um, I, I was like, a- were you the girl who brought the poor kids to the restaurant? Do you remember that? The <laughs> no. Girl- <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> no. The girl that Lisa yes, sat with yes, and was yes. like. They had the big fancy to do. Yeah. yeah. Future mm-hmm. police advice guest on episode yeah, right 127. <laughs> oh, all the kids who can, the poor kids. Who <laughs> the went poor, to- all yeah. of them in this room. Yeah. You're going to need a few more mics. They've never been to a restaurant. <laughs> they almost have definitely never been on a podcast. Um, what were you on Beverly Hills? Well, 
I wrote a style book with Nikki Hilton, and her aunt Kyle hosted a book party for us at of course, her store like in Beverly Kyle Hills. Kyle by Aileen, too. Yes. Is it really the finest, finest clothing you can find in Beverly Hills or no? She has a great – she has a great store, actually. I mean, it, the price points go from mid-level to super high. Yeah. She um, – I think she does a great job. The buyers do an awesome job of keeping, like – it's a very – it's a very SoCal vibe in there. Is it like very? Is it is it? Uh, would you say that it has that feeling that it's like um, open to Bravo fans, like your average Bravo fan from like where Ohio could stumble in and not look ridiculous? Definitely. I mean, I think I think it's sort of put there for that purpose. I mean, they have Kyle's books up there, and yeah, you know, I'm sure Kyle stops by and talks to people. I asked this because I was on um, one of my friends, Marissa, and I were texting about. Um, Chef's Bar at Palace Hotel. Apparently it burnt down, but you can go to all oh. the Yelp reviews and they're all really, really good except for like three or four. And all of them are like appalled at the prices. And one was like, we paid $12 for two beers. Like this is unacceptable. What? Or like one was like, well drinks are five fifty. I'm from the Bay Area, and even here that would be considered pricey. You can't and I'm get like, a smart water in LA for five fifty. No, I'm, I'm like sorry. literally. I'm like, where the fuck are they from? And I was t- my friend Marissa and I were talking, and I was like, these are people that must have peeled themselves <laughs> off the couch for the first time in forty five years, got a plane ticket, and went to the Palace Hotel, and like that's why they can. I said, what I think that five fifty well drinks isn't that considered like a happy hour deal? That is, yeah, that's definitely Such a happy, happy hour, hour deal. So basically, like, all I'm hearing is we need to go to South Carolina. I know. Yeah, I'm like, seriously. seriously, guys, can we charter a plane, please? The beers were both like very nice. Like, uh, they were like. What are they? Like, they were micro brews. Like, they were like beers. I'm like, you paid $6 and $8 for two beers, and like, this is blowing your mind. I really was truly challenged by that thought. And then all I kept thinking was that, like, what do they do? Like, what does a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills fan, like, what does she do when she, like, goes to the candy store that they went to on that scavenger hunt last year and realizes that it costs like $29.99 for a pound of candy? Like, what do they do? Like, it's must. I, I'm so used to living in a world, an inflated world in this city that I just, I, I don't know how they survive. Like, how do they survive? I don't know. I mean, Sir and Pomp, if you, you know, drive by, they're always packed. And yeah. It's a lot of tourists. But I mean those humans. Like, how do they live? Like, oh, how do they not survive? Understanding, like, not like, how do they, un- how do they live not understanding that that's a very normal price to pay for a drink? Well, I think that's coming, like, you and I. Normal's We're, relative. Yeah, normal's yeah. relative. And we live in LA where things are very expensive. So we yeah. don't really have a great idea as far as the rest of the America and how they, I mean, if we, yeah. I'm sure if we went on a little road trip, we'd, our <laughs> dollar would stretch a whole Orleans. lot further. That's yeah. true. Yeah, we're all from major cities. Like, yeah. Molly, you're from Boston. I'm from New York. You're from around here, essentially. Um, so I think like our sense of like value is a little bit warped. I mean, that's it's the reason why Walmart's like the most true, popular store. But I feel store. like even when I went to New Orleans, like well drinks were four fifty. Yeah, but New Orleans is also still a major city. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I so mean, if you go to like Podunk, Texas, you know, two fifty for a beer is probably average. 
Damn. or something. I have no idea. I don't sounds know. sounds nice. Shout sounds out to like a party. our podunk <laughs> living, please advise listeners who want to give us a perspective please? about how much yeah, you well guys, drinks if cost. You, if you think five fifty is an outrageous for a well drink, please call. Like, please call. Please advise and tell me where you live because I, I need to know all about that life. It's so confusing to me. So, Allie, did you bring three reasons why you're qualified to give advice on please advise today? I sure did. She wrote them down in her phone. I did. Wanted to make sure that. I, well, you know, I mean, I wasn't really sure. I sat there and I was like, am I qualified to give advice to people? But then I really thought about it. I'm like, yeah, I yeah, am. of course you I'm are. I'm super fucking qualified. I, I mean, as qualified as I am anyway, <laughs> which is not at all. Um, let's see. Pro- well, professionally, I've published five books in four years and that feels pretty legit. <laughs> um, as far as giving advice, I do ghostwrite advice for leaders and experts in fashion, beauty, self-help, and relationships. I almost so thought I, you were going to say foreign policy. Foreign policy, that as well. We'd <laughs> be in like, a lot of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, I ghostwrite for those people that put out big advice that a lot of you guys listen to and take to mind. So, Keep that in mind. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh-huh. Thank you, girl. <laughs> and then as far as relationships, I've had the same group of close friends ever since we were little babies. Aww. So we've done a good job at So you're from here. It blows my mind how people can stay. Like, I, I don't know, talk to people from college even. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, not everybody. I mean, let's not go crazy. No, I know. But like, I'm like, I don't want to know you The anymore. fact that you haven't outgrown these people or yeah. they've grown with you, that's just really fascinating to me. I do, awesome. And I don't understand how yeah. that works. No, However, crazy. I do want to say that I think that I've realized recently that there's no shame and not having a shit ton of long-term friends because the reality of it is is that you hear – about people who have really, really long-term friendships because it's rare. Like the same way that people right. are like, can you believe that couple's been married for 55 years? It's but they like, hate each other. Well, 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 no, I mean, it's like you're only hearing about them because not many people can do that. Like not many people can be friends with everyone they were friends with in elementary school or whatever. Right. You know, that's kind of amazing. Although I do have to say there's like a huge group of girls from my high school that I'm sh- like that are still together and I'm like shocked. They're all in each other's weddings. I'm like... Yeah. Damn. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you three questions back. What's something you've done for money that you're not proud of? Ooh, that is a good question. Um, oh, once when I was living in New York, well, this isn't that awful, but I still regret it. When I was living in New York, I uh, I was running low on funds. I was working on my first book, and I wasn't going to make rent, so I rented out I subletted out my apartment to these this couple from Europe and um, I moved home with my parents for like a month and when I came back my place was destroyed and I was so devastated I've, I don't think I've ever cried harder oh, <laughs> it was no. horrible it was horrible At they least actually you didn't have to like, like give a hand job or something for yeah I mean no hand jobs I've never done anything like sexual I mean, I wish I had a good story kind of like that, but no, some, I think like, that Saudi prince situation, good. but I think that hasn't come up yet. That's a good learning lesson. <laughs> that's as much of a learning lesson as I think you need to learn about that sort of stuff. Okay, uh, two, what reality show would you bring back if you could bring one back? Oh, you know what? I was really into Are You the One season one on MTV. Oh, my God. It was amazing. They still have – it's still on, but it's not the same. The first oh, yeah. season I was epic. They put these teenagers – I mean, I think they were teen, They were like 18, 19, 20 – MTV crowd. Yeah. 
they put all these kids on an island and they beforehand they set up um matchmakers matchmakers, or matchmaking software yes this mat these like professionals looked at all of these people and they matched them up with their perfect match but they didn't tell them who was and so these kids lived in a house together and they had to find their mate and every week there would be a ceremony and these kids are starting to like form relationships and fall in love and then they would find out you're actually not a perfect match so they would have to break up and keep dating other people in the house and it was amazing when was that Oh gosh, First maybe like two years ago? years ago. Yeah, it's two, on two season four ago? now. Oh my gosh, they have four but, seasons now. Yeah, but, but you yeah. want? The, sorry, I wanted to go back to season. One. I mean, it they, it lost its panaz. And every every use, it's like a whole it's a whole new group of people. Yeah, and you just miss those ones. I miss those ones. I wish that they stuck to the original formula. Now people know what they're getting into, so, so it's kind of like, like played out. Yeah, I uh, you, I wish you could always recapture like. We could never have, I don't know, like Joe Millionaire. Do you remember how amazing yeah, yeah. that was? Like, God, I forgot, how, I forgot how like appointment viewing that was. But Joe Millionaire was one of those rare shows where it's like you could never recapture the magic of right. season one. I know they started to film a second one before all the girls found out that he wasn't really rich. God, I would pay to rewatch that right now. Even like the housewives now, when they start a new city, they know what they're getting themselves into. Yeah. So it's just not, it doesn't have the same magic that say season one and two of New York and Orange County and, you know. Dallas no. was electric though. Like amazing. Did you love Dallas? I loved it. I wonder if it's coming back and I'm questioning it only because they did one, one part reunion. Part reunion. I know. That's like uncalled for. I was, I was actually pretty devastated by that. I mean, I feel like they... I feel like Dallas was like a breakout hit and the only reason why they wouldn't is maybe an issue with the production company because it has a different production company than the rest of the shows. Um, Maybe there just wasn't enough drama to drag out. I don't know. I feel like everyone I know was like like on it. Like, I don't know. Anyway, we have one more question for you and then we have to go to our calls. Um, What is the biggest common denominator in the men you've dated? Ego. Ego. I have dated narcissists. You like cocky? I don't like it, but for some reason, I'm just drawn to an asshole. It's very, it can be attractive. I, I guess. I don't know. It's something I've got to work out in therapy. <laughs> it's amazing, though, that how I think that that's one of those things that, uh, like, you can articulate it, it but it doesn't, it, it takes a, like, something that really has to happen in your life for that to change. Like, for years, I'd be like, oh, I love assholes. And then something, like, really happened in my life that made that change. But, like, for years, I knew that was my biggest problem in dating, and I couldn't stop myself. For sure. It's like this train you can't get off of. But I will say that I think I finally ended my asshole streak. Mm-hmm. And, I'm able to recognize and jump off at the next stop I'm proud now. of you, girl. Got some good things going on. So, whew. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're amazing. <laughs> I feel like our audience is already in love with you. And uh, it's time to go to our calls now. Yes. I'm so excited. Yay. Hey, Malls. My name's Carly. And first of all, I love you. Um, second of all, so here's my problem. Basically, I work um, for this company, and I make pretty good money. Um, I'm living in Michigan, and I'm kind of at a point in my life. I'm single. I'm 25. I just turned 25. Um, I already I went to college, which I just majored in English. I like to write. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I got this job, whatever. It's going well. I have a lot of opportunities with the company. I don't love it. Um, I really want to do something pursue my writing, just like follow my dreams kind of thing. 
um, because, like, I'm 25 and I have nothing holding me back. But at the same time, like, I have no money saved. I need health insurance. I have health insurance with my current job. But, like, it takes up all my time. Like, I work 49 hours a week. So I don't have that much time left over for, like, to do my creative stuff, which, like, whatever. I, I make time. But it would be really awesome if I had more time. So, like, a part of me wants to just quit and, like, I don't know, get a waitressing job maybe. I don't know if I should, like, just pack up all my shit and, like, just move or I I just, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know, like, do I just man up and, like, try and keep my job and, like, work super hard? I have to take this test coming up if I want to get promoted. Like, do I just do that and then just try and bust ass on my free time? I don't know. I know you were talking the other day about how you were so glad that you got to be a starving artist and, like, you didn't have to sit in an office. And, like, I'm doing that. So I just really want your advice. Please help me. Hey, Carly. Um, You sound really familiar to me. I think I know who you are on Twitter. So, hey, girl, hey, I'm glad you called. Thanks so much for doing that. Um, I want to – have you ever done your Myers-Briggs, Allie? No. Okay, so I just did this Myers-Briggs personality test thing, and I really recommend you do that. I recommend everyone do that, actually. Yes. Yeah, Christina did hers, too, and it was really illuminating for her. And I – you know, I found out from my little cousin. She's like, I did this, and and she's like, I had my parents do it after, and um, I feel like I understand them now. Like, I feel like when we argue – I understand where they're coming from completely now because I understand who they are fundamentally as people. So it's just a good thing to do, I think, for understanding yourself. Now, when I did my Myers-Briggs, I found out that I'm an um, INFPT, which means that I'm someone that would – I would rather be broke and, like, figuring it out than be working at a job that makes me miserable and sucks my soul. So, like, for many years, I was really broke. Um, And I think that that's where – you know, I hear you say like um, I would be a wait. I I don't think that sounds like a bad plan to quit your job and and get a waitressing gig or to try and pick up some freelance gigs or like use one of the other things you're just naturally good at. Maybe it's social media. Maybe it's you know, there's a lot of people that do that. But maybe there's something that you're really naturally good at that won't take up a lot of your time. However, I do want to say that you're 25 years old and 49 hours a week is actually at your age not that much. You're never going to have more energy than you have now and. When I was 27, I was running a company in my free time, which was no free time, and working on a TV show. Um, I don't recommend that because I was like complete. I was completely like, I was just all over the place. But um, it is possible to work more than 49 hours a week and to have time. Um, so I want to throw that out there too, Allie. What do you think? Well, Carly, you completely remind me of myself when I was 25. I was exactly where you were. Um, I was working production, working really hard. I was doing really well. But I always had this dream to write. And I had this idea for a book. And I wanted to write it so badly. But I didn't feel like I had enough time. And I totally get that because you want to do the social stuff. And you want to get out there. And you want to date. And you want to see your friends. And you want to, you know, you want to have it all. And that's really hard. Um, What I ended up doing is I left that job. And I got a job that didn't necessarily require I take it home with me. It was sort of one of those really easy jobs that I could leave there. And I know this isn't 
probably what my old employer would want to hear, but I would actually work on my creative endeavors while I was at work. I, um, I took a job at a gym at one point and I was selling memberships. And when nobody was coming in, I was working on my manuscript. And then I moved into a hotel. I was working concierge for a while while I was working on my script. And I what sort of- What hotel did you did live in? I didn't live there. I worked there. I was oh, concierge. Oh, so you moved into a hotel. That would be way too fabulous. Oh, I, I was, was not. Like, that, I was not a baller. I was broke for a long time. I it was really hard. Concierging was one of the most fun jobs I've ever had. It does seem really fun. Like people who They're major so in nice. yeah, in oh, hotel awesome. hospitality. Everybody loves like, you. Yeah, hospitality management is kind of a fly college major. Oh, it's amazing. And you get all the hookups. I yeah. went to all the best restaurants, nightclubs, everything. Everybody knows you. They want to, you know. They want to hook Katie you O'Connor, up they want to former guest Katie O'Connor does. Yeah. And you should you should listen to her episode because she's also an amazing hustler and an inspiration because that girl works less and more than anybody I know. She gets paid to travel. She gets paid to like drink. She gets paid to eat. Like that is a really fucking fabulous situation to figure out for yourself. It was a great yeah. deal. Also free advice to our younger, please advise people. Talk to the concierge. They can hook you up with really oh, good concierge deals. concierge are like the key to everything. Yeah. They know everything. Good I deals everyone on what? everywhere. Good deals like if you want to go to Disneyland, for example, or if there's a local restaurant that's really good or, or they know like a, someone. there's a yeah, hot they'll... restaurant that you can't get into, they can get you into yeah. it. Yes. They know okay. all the tricks of the trade. So my advice for you, Carly, is I would not say, you know, I don't want to be extreme and say quit your job, throw all the caution to the wind because it is really hard. And being broke and being a starving artist, while yes, it works out sometimes, it is really hard. And it, you know, it's, it's hard to tell you not to do it. I'm not saying that. But do it in a smart way, like I did. Yeah. Get a job. Keep working. Don't, you know. <laughs> it's all about Don't what's in your like, personality. Like for me, it all away. I would rather have not had a bed than I would have a job that I had to go to every single day that was like, I couldn't leave it at home. Yes, that is, I mean, that is such a key thing. I think for some people it's inherently like difficult or and, and or impossible to leave your work at home or leave your work at work because, um, uh, it's just not a part of your like it's it's not a par- part of your personality to not take anything not seriously. Um, I, I really think that you need to just like address what your needs are as a human and really nail those down and find out what they are before you make any big decisions, which is why I really like really recommend taking this personality test. It's not going to like tell you how to live your life, but once I read it, it made total sense to me why I was just I was so comfortable um, checking out of, I guess, yeah, not having health insurance. Like I was okay not having health insurance. Not everyone's okay with that. It sounds like you're not. Um, And I think that that's an emotionally healthy thing for you. So yeah. And I will say there are a lot of authors that had day jobs. Like I was just reading this thing with Elizabeth Gilbert who did Eat, Pray, Love. And Mm -hmm. she said that she didn't quit her day job um, for the first three books that she had published by major companies. Like she was still working her day job and writing these books. Because it could go away. I mean, you could have a great hit and then it's gone. And then what do you have left? Exactly. There's no nothing is a nothing is promised. She has a really great book on creativity too. It's called Big Magic. And uh, Sarah Benincasa, who's a friend of mine, just wrote a book called Real Artists Have Day Jobs, which is something else you should read because that is another thing that I've always really subscribed to. Um, I used to write about this a lot of my blog back in the day. I think if you just Google Malls Side Hustle, you'll be able to find it. But like side hustles have always been everything to me, whether it is 
selling Avon or fucking selling vintage stuff online or the famous fight between Ed and I was when I told him he should sell Avon. Like, and he was like, (laughs) he has never been more insulted in his life. Like he brought it up two years later, like during a fight, like he was like, I'm still upset about that time you told me to sell Avon. And I like literally like snapped into like, I like was like, what? And he was like, you told me to sell Avon. And I was like, I still don't see a problem with that. Like I'm still like lacking the ability to see what the problem is there because who would be better at selling Avon than Ned Hansen? I'd buy anything he was selling. Like, literally, literally I would buy anything. anything from him. I'm like, congratulations. Like, you're the number one Mary Kay salesperson in America. You drive a pink Cadillac. Like, your life is fabulous. Ed would be the number one salesman of anything. Anyway, he was really, really personally deeply offended. I suggested he sell Avon. Like, he was like, I went to Boston College. Like, I'm your best friend and you're telling me to sell Avon. I, I again, still do not see the problem in that. Um, but it's important that you have a side hustle, whatever it is. Um, and I will say, Carly, I tell this to every young person that I meet that kind of has this same predicament going on. I meet a lot of people in their 30s and even 40s who are going through this. And I feel like it's the best time right now for you to jump and make these kind of sacrifices because this is probably the last time, honestly, if you're going to get married and you're going to have babies and the whole shebang, this is the last time where it's totally acceptable for you to be 100% um, selfish and self-centered and make choices for yourself. Because when you're responsible for somebody else or you're accountable to somebody else, then you're making decisions for other people. So if you really want something, then you should go for it right now. And this is, yeah, probably bad advice, but I think that your 20s are like really an okay time to be uncute and super messy. And like you're figuring it out now. And I feel like I don't know. Sometimes I hear people like, I don't know. Someone was saying something to me. They were like shitting on this like 25 year old recently or something. And I was just like, yo, I'm still trying to get forgiveness for things I did when I was like 29 or 30. So like, I'm not going to shit on anyone in their twenties figuring it out right now. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, I think that that's a really important thing to remember is that this is like, this is your selfish time. This is your gorilla time. You can be a goddamn animal. So and it's, like uh, the whole Saturn's return thing too. I'm big on. Yeah. And this is like, I think it's 25 to 29 is when. You're really no, be- mine ended literally in October. I'm 31 because you want to know why I had a hiccup in my return of Saturn where my, I, so I had a meeting with the Astro twins, Dina Manzo's like people, I paid $200 for a reading for my birthday and I had a one-on-one with one of the Astro twins, Sophie, and she basically was like, you had a hiccup in your Saturn return from like the ages of 28 or she's like mid 28 to she's like, yeah, she's like, it just ended last October. She goes, your, your return of Saturn is done. That is wild. And so, and I looked back and I'm like, yeah, that like one and a half years were completely those that, those one and a half years were completely out of control. Like I was spiraling. Like I was a mess. I was doing everything unhealthy that a person can do emotionally, physically, etc. I was such I was like such a disaster. And there was some sort of awakening I had in like I guess maybe August, September, or August of last year. Right when the come when I found out the company was going to sell, I had this emotional awakening. And I became an adult woman. Like yeah, I it just kind of clicks. Yeah. And I was like, and now I do like adult shit without being asked. Right. And like for years, you couldn't even pay me to open up a piece of mail. Right. So like it, it's, 
this, anyway. And it's different for everybody. Some, you know, the Saturn's return, it doesn't necessarily mean you're like spiraling out of control and you're doing crazy shit. It does mean that you're like learning lessons and, you know, growing mentally, emotionally. Um, and, and basically in a nutshell, it means like your twenties are for learning and your thirties are for implementing. Yes. And I like thinking of it that way because you're just, you're just really like preparing yourself in your twenties and that's totally acceptable. You don't have to have it all together ever really, but especially then. Damn. When did your return to Saturn end? You know, when I turned 30, I, same thing. It was like a light bulb just went on. Yeah. Everything just switched over. It's so cool. Like I, I fucking, you know, I always knew it was going to be this way. Like I Mm -hmm. always knew that everyone said like something happens in your thirties and I used to kind of laugh about it. Because also, like, there's nothing worse in your 20s. Like, I'm trying to be – I try to be really conscious of this. There's nothing worse in your 20s than people in their 30s telling you, like, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. Like, it almost feels like everyone's looking down on you. I want to get it. Yeah. And also, (laughs) you're like – Or you think I got it. Yeah. And also, (laughs) it's not me. It's like, you're no, you're just older. Like, you're not fabulous. Like, you're not – you don't have more – you maybe have more figured out than me by simple defaults that, like, you're older. Like – I found that to be really annoying. At the same time, I wish I could go back in my 20s and have a little bit more grace and elegance when people in my 30s were telling me what it was going to be like and not being so flippant and not thinking I had it figured out because you don't. Like you just – you by default cannot do not. So I don't know. So go Carly. We believe in you. you. (laughs) Uh, All right. Let's take our next call. Um. Hey. Okay. I kind of have the world's most ridiculous shit. Like it's – it's like embarrassing to say out loud um so I like started dating this dude and he I I don't live near him like I live in Colorado and he lives in LA and he like started flying me out a lot we were like I don't know he would think all about like not fucking with people unless they're, like, super passionate about him. And, like, I'm really bad at that, and I'm not a very affectionate person. <laughs> and he's, like, kind of at this weird point where he, like, wants to end things because I'm not very affectionate. And it's, like, I got really, like, I was really into him, and, like, I'm super, I still am, and, like, I want to still be with him, but I'm not affectionate. I'm not passionate. And I feel fucking ridiculous going out and being like, this is my, like, final, I, I don't know, like, this is, like, me trying to, like, win you back. Like, I feel ridiculous, but I kind of want to just, like, profess all my feelings and be like, I promise you, like, I am, like, passionate about you or whatever. I'm just not good at showing it. But anyway, I also have found out some weird stuff about him. So it's like, it's probably not even worth it. He's probably just a creep. But I kind of just need that, like, validated or, like, confirmed. Um, I found out he was a millionaire matchmaker at one point, like, as one of the millionaires, which is so embarrassing. So it's like, he probably just wanted to fuck with a girl who was 20 years younger than him for a while. But... It really didn't feel like that, and I just don't know if I should, like, I don't know, let my, let my guard down here and, like, tell him, like, 
you know, I really do have strong feelings for you and, like, I really do want to make it work because I feel really stupid now that I know that he's been on, like, reality TV shows. <laughs> I don't know if I'm making sense. I'm really sorry. But if you can help, just, I don't know, maybe, what's your input? <laughs> Thank you. I have never heard of a creature like this. I um, I just feel like I was put into a jar and like shaken up and it like opened and there's this like piercing. I, I do worry we're being trolled, but I think we're just going to go with it. No, I don't, I think, don't we're think we're being, being trolled. trolled. I don't think we're being trolled. I think this woman is some sort of a weird anomaly. Like, first of all, I think that, no, I totally, first of all, like, I was running through a list of like semi successful writers that in my head when I was like when you were started talking about this because I was like oh this is like classic douchebag like fucking guy with money move fly out some girl from like wherever and then like fuck her for a few days and the whole thing has to be that like she's about him because I mean he's seen that seems to be that seems to be it is that no matter like this girl I don't I for I don't even understand the concept this. I'm having a hard time of understanding the concept of a woman that has a difficult time showing affection just because in my mind, that is so not what women do. Well, not showing affection for somebody that she's not feeling affection for. But she does like him. She's saying, I don't think so. I mean, I don't get it. I don't know. I know a couple women that are just like have a hard time being affected. Like they don't even like to hold hands. Like they are not just like affectionate Okay, so then that person shouldn't be with someone who needs to receive physical touch. Like you're not a good match. this guy is saying that like, I mean, okay, so – but she's saying, like, let me – I want to fly out there. Next time I go fly out there, which is, by the way, I'm just, like, so kind of – like, I don't know. I feel like I was cheated in my 20s. Now when I hear people talk like this, I'm just like, why didn't I ever have a fucking oh, weird God. guy? Your pussy game wasn't strong, right? I know. Yeah. Like, a guy 20 years – I mean, thank God, first of all, that would have freaked me out if I was in my early 20s and a guy in his 40s was flying me around the country that I would not have had the emotional sophistication to handle that, like, in any capacity – but it's weird. Like, you want to come out here and admit all your feelings for him, yet you don't – like, you, yet you're weirded out by him and think he's a loser because he was – which, by the way, I completely agree. I would feel no, – it's not even the reality because when you said the – when she said, like, it's weird to be with a guy who's on reality TV, you were like, burn. I agree <laughs> with you. That is a burn. But specifically millionaire matchmaker is a specific type of gross. Okay, but I will say – and I can't believe I'm admitting this – here and okay. now, but I briefly dated someone who was a millionaire on Millionaire Matchmaker, <laughs> okay. and he is a dear friend of mine now, and How'd he's actually one of the coolest, most badass guys. He's is he great. still single? Um, he's still single, but like he's not one of those guys that's like prowling. You have to remember that show. Should I go out with him? I mean, maybe is he's he really he's he's great. He's an awesome Do you guy. Think he's this guy? No, okay. because he's not. He's not the guy that's flying girls 20 years younger out from Colorado. I mean, here, like, I'm going to big sister you for a second. You should not be flying out to stay with a guy that you need to Google to find out more information about. Like, then you don't know him well enough to fly out and stay with him and have a relationship. You, you need to get to know somebody. With this man? I mean, I don't, oh, God. I'm Mom, saying, I'm saying, know. I'm 100% saying no, that there is I mean, no condom in the mix on this one. You have to ask yourself as this girl, what does this person want from me and my relationship? 
Yeah, and no one's flying in a girl to have sex with a condom. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no one's like, I'm going to pay $600 to fly you in to fucking put a condom on. And she didn't say how they met, right? We don't know. No. 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 Maybe like internet stuff. Maybe like he was traveling through and it was a Tinder match, you know, sort of Something thing. like that. I mean, <sighs> look, if you really want to like investigate this further – then fly yourself out, stay in a hotel, be a grown-ass woman, and go out and get to know this guy. And if you don't have feelings that are making you want to be affectionate and making you want to, like, go outside your comfort zone a little bit and hold his fucking hand, then, I mean, you've got to move on because this is – Yeah. It sounds kind of creepy. And I'm going to say I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm alienating someone listening to this. I'm sure half the things I say alienate someone when I say them, but I – Really do not – I think that is abnormal and something that you need to work on if it is difficult for you to show affection to people that you care about. Some people, though, I have they're friends like who that. are like, don't hug me okay, because they're, they're not they're huggers. Like that, I, but then they need to talk to someone about that because that's not – it's going to be really, really, really difficult to find someone that you can be in a relationship with that's going to be 100% cool and not take it as a hit to their ego and not and – not, I mean, because that is a compromised way to live. To have a someone, to have a significant other who categorically does not like to show attention or does not like to show affection, that is that's a price of admission sort of thing. That's something that you have to accept. That is going to be considered like a discount relationship. I mean, unless and, they find somebody just I, like sure, them and they yeah. just like fist bump when they get into bed, and it's like peace. Good but, night. but good luck. Because it's like, good luck. I don't right. know. I, will, I, I couldn't live like that. The one thing I will say is that, like, physical affection is just one type of affection. And okay. so. But it sounds like he doesn't even get an emotional validation from her. Of, then like, that's I something really completely yeah, different. Like, they yeah. haven't been he able to reach that point. They've, like, met up in L.A. a few times. They probably went to, like, what, Ledoux? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she really likes him. I think she likes the idea of him. Sure. Yeah, yeah. of course. But, this, but like, you know, you're in your 20s saying, and this older rich guy's flying you out and showing you a good time and you I think really, he's really going to be like your flying out. Charming. I mean, I really like, like you. Yeah, yeah but I mean, I mean, at the same time, genuinely, though, this is my note for you is I think you need to figure out what it is and I think you need to be able to articulate it better about what it is about you that does not find it easy to show affection, emotional or physical. Like, I think that you need to figure that out because that is going to be, if that is going to be something about you, that's something that you need to be educated about so you know how to describe to other people because I'm not going to lie. I think you have great difficulty unless you find that one other person that's like you in the world. You're going to have great difficulty having anyone feel not slighted or hurt by that. Like, that... Physical and emotional attention is, like, a core tenant of relationships. And, you know, look, every, all types of people exist. But that is a – that's a basic thing that, that people need. And you're, you're going to have to explain yourself if you want to play. You know, like, if you want to be in the game, you have to explain yourself. I don't know. I'm, I'm concerned about that. Like, I can't I, – I know people that are different so – I mean, I, I just – I don't – I don't, I don't know how, I just don't understand how that looks and I don't understand how someone could have, be in a really, I don't understand how that Well, plays. there's, I mean, I read this book, oh, I'm going to butcher the title. It's, um, the four, is it the four love languages? Yeah, love language. Yes. Yeah. And some people receive love through physical touch, others through gifts, others through, you know, words of affirmation and actions. Yeah. yeah and I think everybody's just super different. And yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's like a, a, a huge quote unquote flaw in this girl's, um, 
makeup, but I I think it, you know, it says a lot about your feelings toward this person. But that's like two love languages off the list right yeah. away. Like emotional, well, like you can't, affirmation. I mean, they can't, like emotionally, they haven't established any kind of a relationship. No, but he wants affirmation and she's saying right. that. He's saying like I'm He wants affirmation you and physical life. touch. Well, yeah, I mean, of course. He's like flying this chick <laughs> put out or get out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like one of the biggest lessons I've learned in my adult life is that like people love differently and you have to accept the way you have to accept the fact that people aren't going to love you the way always the way that you want them to or the way that you show love. And that doesn't mean that they don't love you. It's just different. Um, but I just don't think this girl loves him. Oh no, no, no I don't oh think God. there's a question about that. No. I just feel like she can't even really I don't even it. know if she if likes she him. She's like pissed off he's on millionaire matchmaker. No. Like this man aside, like this girl got on the phone with us and cannot explain to us why it is she is this way. She can't she doesn't she seems to lack an understanding of why someone would even want affirmation. Or I mean, I don't even think she's talking about physical touch. I think she's talking solely about affirmation. Of like, yeah, I like you too. This I have fun when we hang out. I think that that's what this guy wants. Yeah. And she can't give him that. And she also can't tell us why she's not comfortable giving him that. And usually my rule in life is that you can be as fucked up as you want. I don't care if you're fucked up at all. As a person, as a friend, as someone I interact with at work, I don't care. But you have to know why you're fucked up. That's it. Like take the fucking 10, take the 10 minutes of silent thought and figure out what it is that makes you feel this way and then, and then once you own it, I'm fine with you. You can do whatever you want. But you owe the people around you the, the explanation of why we're all burdened with your thing. You know what I mean? Like, I, I lead most conversations now with my home life is a disaster right now. I'm a, I apologize. Like, if nothing I say makes sense. You know? I don't know. I just think ownership is super key. And it also, it tells, yes, when you tell people that you're self-aware, you'll, you'd be amazed at what they'll do. Like, you know what I mean? Next call. Best of luck with that one. <laughs> I know. I'm worried about you, girl. Call us with an update, please. 323-450-7408. Protection for the love of God. My God, if you were screwing him without a condom, honey, I am so concerned for you. Please, 323-450-7408. Just call us and tell us that you're safe. All right, bye. Christina Lowkey, my biggest surprise of the summer. Not even kidding you. What? How much I freaking enjoy my loot crate box. I love it too. I know. I mean, this normally is not my thing, but like every single month it shows up, I'm so happy. I love every single little thing in it. I love the little Robocop t-shirt I got last month. I know. I love mine too. The tees are really, really cute, you guys. Okay, so loot crate for you guys who don't know is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. So make sure to head on over to lootcrate.com slash malls and enter code malls to save $3 off any new subscription. So here's a little sneak preview as to what's coming up. Join us as we celebrate the futuristic. We packed July's crate with items from some of pop culture's favorite prognostications of science in the future. Look toward tomorrow with items from Rick and Morty, Futurama, Star Trek, Mega Man, and Valiant Comics, including a model, a figure, and don't forget our monthly tea and pin. I love the monthly tea and pin. I know, I do too. They're pretty chic. Anyway, you guys, so lootcrate.com slash malls, enter code malls, $3 off. It's pretty tight. Hey, malls. My name is Jenny. Um, so I have a situation. Um, I love your pod, by the way. 
uh, okay, that was weird. So I have a situation with um, my close friend. We've been close friends since um, about like sixth or seventh grade. And then we kind of like fell out, you know, like we weren't like that close back then. You know, we both went away to school and, you know, we just kind of weren't close enough to keep in touch. And then we both moved um, to, into the city um, by us, New York City. And we... You know, started hanging out all the time, and we're both single, so we kind of just went out of the weekends, and we became really close. And, you know, the only thing is she's very selfish, and I didn't really realize it at first because I guess she didn't show it as much since we were kind of just starting to hang out. And she, it's kind of just always all about her and her boy drama. And it's never once like, oh, hey, Jenny, by the way, what's going on with you? Oh, how's the guy you're talking to? Blah, 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 blah. It's always all about her, and I'm just kind of fed up with it. And the only thing is is that she has a good heart, and I know she means well, but she's also not the kind of girl that you could ever, you know, like bring this up and tell her. Like I could never tell her what I'm saying right now because she would – you know, just have a mental breakdown and just attack me. And basically, I'm just super fed up with it, and I just didn't know what to do, so I kind of just stopped answering her. And I haven't answered – I know it's the wrong thing to do, but I haven't answered her in three weeks. And she hasn't even once – she's been texting me and calling me a bunch, but just basically like, hey, Jenny, I have this problem with the guy. I need your help. Hey, why aren't you answering me? I need your help with this. I need your help with that, blah, blah, blah. Never, hey, are you okay? Hey, why aren't you answering? Are you mad at me? Um, okay, so that was a huge rant, but please advise. Thank you so much. Well, it sounds like Jenny's perfect, so. <laughs> well, um. Wow. It actually sounds like Tammy. Is her name Tammy or Jenny? Jenny. I thought that was Tammy. Sounds like she's hiding from her friend in a closet as she's leaving this message. And that kind of worries me. (laughs) I mean, look, this is the reality is that she does sound so afraid of her friend. Terrified. This is all, this is a lot of projection. This is what I'm hearing is a lot of projection. Like, how about this, Jenny? Interesting. How about when your friend is talking about her boy problems and you feel like you're, why don't you just bring up yours? Like, Maybe she's not asking you because you don't seem like you want to. Like, I mean, you you have to, like, you can't, I mean, yes, there's a really good, prob- there's a really, really, really good possibility that your friend has her head up her ass and is running around and is just, like, doesn't assume you have boy problems. It doesn't sound like you ever talk about them. Like, I don't know if I'm with you. I don't here. know. I really, really yeah, feel. I don't. I feel that, I, I, I think that her friend probably is, Probably is a selfish girl in her 20s for sure. But I think Jenny needs to pick up her side of the street a little bit and wonder why she's living her life hostage for for a – like, why is she living her life like this? She's made herself a victim. Like, she's a hostage of this girl. She's, like, whispering in her own apartment about a person she hasn't spoken to in three weeks except for via text. Like – if you are like if if the worst thing she's gonna do is have a mental breakdown and freak out on you then that's a really good excuse after you witness that to not be friends with her I don't know if I'm with you on this one I have friends I have a couple people in my life who are just like Jenny's friend and um, when they call me it's sort of like they're downloading information on me and I could put the phone down on 
put it on speaker, go take a shower, go do a load of laundry, go wash some dishes, come back, and they're still freaking talking about themselves. Right. And like, I, I mean, there are just people who who are like that. And I feel like, obviously, you bring it to their attention as their friend, maybe once or twice in a really safe, genuine way, saying, I feel right. like you don't care about blah, 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 blah. And if that doesn't change, I just, I've learned in the last few years, actually, that, I mean, we all know you can't change other people, but you can change your perspective and how you deal with right. them. And I feel like there are different friends that you can put in different categories. I have this one girlfriend who's not really good with personal problems, but she's so much fun to go shopping with. And right. then I have like like another friend who, you know, she is great to go have drinks with, but I would never ask her guy advice. So it's sort of like you categorize these friends and, and like – I don't think that she should end her friendship with this girl she's known since sixth grade, but I think she should try to fix it. And if it's not fixable, I think she's then like ownership of her part though. Like take Jenny ownership for to, sure. Like I don't, I, I don't think she has to stop being friends with her either. But I think that Jenny needs to figure it out, figure out what it is about her personality that wants to be around a selfish person that doesn't ask her about her life and allegedly like doesn't seem to care about her in any way. I mean, she does care. She's I don't think she's aware in. of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she's bringing it but to I'm her saying, attention. Because right, she's so afraid saying, of her reaction. But so why is Jenny afraid to talk to her? Why does Jenny have friends that she's afraid to talk to? That's right. why I want to talk. That's what I want to. Because like we can't. Our, her friend's not on the line. We don't know her friend. We don't know anything about her friend. We don't know anything about their dynamic when they go out. We don't know about how Jenny behaves. How what her. If she provides a safe environment for this girl, but that like why like why is Jenny hanging out with her if she doesn't give back like the same stuff? Well, why sometimes just- when you've been friends with someone for a really long time, you feel a pressure to stay friends with them because you have but all they this stop history. Being friends, totally. But you know, up until recently, I had somebody in my life that I've known since kindergarten, and she wasn't the greatest friend, but I kept her around because we had all this history and we've known each other since whenever. But as soon as I kind of let that go, and I was like, you know what, you've gone this way. I've gone that way. We're different people. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like this this nice release. In but the same these way two too. had they had a friendship, then stopped hanging out, then literally moved into the same city. It sounds like Jenny is treating her also. This is a convenient friend for Jenny to have, and then she's almost using her own personality traits against her. I'm just and I'm I'm not saying that this is Jenny's fault. I'm just saying you need to take ownership of the fact that you have let this person continue to be in your life and continue with this, and you're unhappy with it to the point where. Again, you sound like you're being you're whispering from a closet. Like it And you're hiding for three weeks, you're not cons- answering her calls. I mean, that concerns me about you. Like what is going on with you that this is someone that you spend all your time with? Like why? If she makes you so miserable, why? Like I don't want that we can't fix your friend. We can fix you. Like and if your friend called, it would be a different story. If you guys called in together, that would be a totally different story. You're but I mean, she's the only one we can help. And the best way to help her is to say, figure out what it is about you that likes a shitty, selfish friend. Are you that lonely? Do you need to find new friends? Like, do you, what, what about you is fostering this dynamic? Well, I mean, I think it's, it also, I mean, in all fairness, I'm not sure if it's a hundred percent that, you know, you're lonely or anything like that. I, I think sometimes we just uh, don't know how to handle certain personalities and we don't know what to do with them. And I think the my advice, the best thing to do would be for you to call your friend and say, I'd love to meet you for coffee or, you know, go to Central Park or whatever, meet in a neutral location and sit down and calmly just say, you know, I haven't talked to you in three weeks and I just want to talk to you about why. This is how I feel. This is what our relationship has been like from my side. And I'm hoping that we can like 
fix that and make things a little bit more even. So I feel like you genuinely care about what's going on so, in my but life you are, too. But you're holding her like – I think that this is important because you're yeah. asking Jenny to be accountable for the relationship she's fostered and not shy away from the conversation that she doesn't want to have because there is something about this relationship that satiates some part of her. Like, and, Oh, for sure. I mean, and, she's calling. She's obviously really concerned. And I just – I'm concerned about the fact that she's like, I just can't even have this conversation because she'll melt down. So it's like she's choosing a friendship – that she's uncomfortable in over a possibility that she'll have a conversation where the friendship ends. So right. the, what is, so I don't like, that is very, that's a, conf, that's like an interesting paradox there for me because it's like you're miserable in this friendship, but the idea of it ending is too much for you to handle at the same time. Why? That's a good point. I just don't understand <laughs> that. So I think that there's something I would say, it sounds like in a weird way, it sounds like there's possibly something about her that you envy, which is her ability to – I mean, she sh- – why aren't you sh- – I'm just so confused about why you're not – why you're like, she doesn't ask me. Well, then why don't you tell her? Yeah. Sometimes people don't ask. Like, some people don't – I mean, I'm just trying to think about any time that I've been, like, trying – I'm like, oh, maybe I should say something then. If you're – like, you can't I – don't, I don't know. I just feel like – you can't expect her to like be clued into something that she fundamentally is not clued into. Agreed. And it, I, I, it makes it, it weirds me out a little bit that at that point you just don't start doing the same thing to her that she's doing to you and start to just talk about your problems. Like, why don't you ever call your friend up, your friend who calls you and like you feel like you could put the phone down and she'd be bitching about shit anyway? Why don't you ever call her up and download on her? I just I just choose not to. I mean, she's just not the place that I go to. I know that, like, she's that girl that's really fun for a hike and she's a really great adventurer, but she doesn't really – you can't make somebody genuinely care about what's going on in your, you know, relationships or your personal. It's just sometimes I think – I mean, it sounds really shitty, but sometimes I think it's just not – some people are less empathetic than others, mm-hmm. or can't that see way. that much outside outside yeah. themselves. So they and it she doesn't, doesn't make them bad people; it just makes them lack in certain. So capacities. does she not get any part of that of your life? Do you not share personal? No, things she with does. Her at all? She does, and it's not like she doesn't always. You know, she's not like that every single time, but the majority. You know. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I, I get it. It's fine. Yeah, I'm not gonna like end a friendship and not have her in my life, but I'm not gonna call her my best friend and see I put just, all my energy in there. I get that. I just don't uh I just I then she sh- it, she shouldn't be this upset by it. Do you know you seem to have a really well that's what I'm saying. Killed. Yeah. Because I've learned to just accept like you know what some people just don't get it in that way. I used to get upset. I remember my mom saying that to me though when I was growing up like I'd be like, "Oh, I hate how like you know my well actually my I had a very similar dynamic with one of my best friends from high school like my breaking point with her was because she didn't come to my mom's wedding because she didn't feel like she got enough notice and I was like girl my mom decided to get married we all got like it, two weeks later the wedding happened like we all got the same invite like it ha- I I told you as soon as I knew. And that was really a final straw for me. Like, I was like, how can you not come to my mom's wedding? Like, we've been best friends since we were 10 years old. Um, And she chose not to go because she wanted to practice tennis. Like, it wasn't even, like, a thing. Um, And 
that was a really that was a really 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 hard thing for me to justify but I had to mentally acknowledge that I was done after that day because it was like expecting your alcoholic dad to come to your baseball practice like I just I should have known by then that she was going to disappoint me and so I just kind of want I I just kind of want this girl to I want Jenny that our caller to like I need you to take full emotional responsibility for your emotions here, you know? And like, I, my mom would say to me growing up, like, you're going to have different friends or categorized as different things. Like I'm way too ride or die for that. Do you know what I mean? I can't have like my shopping friend. I mean, I guess I do in certain work situations, but I can't have like a shopping friend or like a party friend. Well, I mean, they all have to like fit under the same umbrella of being loving and honest and loyal and, you know, good people. They have to be good friends overall, but some just have stronger strengths in different areas, I guess. Well, that's definitely true. Yeah. But I need to know, I guess I need to know, Jenny, is if you count this girl as like a real best friend. Or not. Exactly. And Jenny, like, there are so many great women out there and men and everything in between. And if somebody is making you miserable, then you know what? Like, on to the next. There's so many good people out there. And to spend so much energy on one that's not making you happy, I feel like that's just wasted time. It's also one more – you're right. And it's also one more thing. It's different vibes. Like, I – like, my writing partner, Todd, got, he's a guy, like, we speak very fluidly. Like, I download problems. He downloads problems. It's super fluid. Like, that we never – Ed and I are like that. Like, sometimes, sometimes I feel like I can put down the phone and Ed will be talking about the same thing, but that is – that I do the same thing to him. Like, we're like that. Then I have – I then I have friends where it's just, like, they don't communicate like that. And I feel like Jenny needs to – If you want to, if you want to fix this relationship, you've got to be the one that steps up because you can't just wait for her to come around and go from there. That's my vote. She's never going to ask you what's wrong. She's yeah. Molly's really thinking deep here. I want to. I really want to. I want to word this correctly because I think this is a really. I think this is a very like interesting thing, and I just. I don't know. Like I. I think it's a vibe thing too. Like, I mean, do you have, do you have friends in your life that you, do you have friends in your life that, what are your other friendships like? Like, I would need to know what this is like in comparison to our other friendships at the same time, you know? Because it doesn't sound like she's a particularly open person. And I think that that can be really scary for someone who's open. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm just confused by this. I need to know more. We should actually do a callback about this. Okay, girl, 323-450-7408. Christina's going to reach out to you because I feel like we should do a callback about this because this is like, I need to know more about Jenny. I do. (laughs) I need to, in order to answer this question, I need to know more about you and your history and your friendships and what it is you experience with your other friends and what your other friends are like in New York and if this is more of a friendship of convenience or if there's something that you really gain something out of and benefit from in this friendship that you're hyper-focused on, like, a difference in your vibes or something else. I don't know. I just think it's – I think there's something really interesting here, and we should talk about this more. And I want to know if your name is indeed Jenny because I'm pretty sure it was Tammy. (laughs) (laughs) I was feeling really strongly Are you going to take this tomato home? 
I mean, I feel like I have to. Yes. It's like a gift. It was Jenny. Damn it. Jenny. Okay. Well, Jenny, I really like you've uh, awoken something in, in me because I'm concerned about everyone on this scenario. All right. Call us back. And actually, it would be really – I don't know. You would never do this. But I'm going to tell you, Johnny, I think it would be very brave of you and very interesting if you could play this call for your friend. Not even kidding. I think you should call in with your friend. I think I, it should I be a conference I, that's what I'm situation. Gonna... I think, Malls, you need to get me on the phone. I think we need to just, like, clusterfuck this thing. Because I'm serious. I don't think we can – The Dr. Laura won't answer questions about people's marital problems of this nature unless she gets the other person on the phone because you it's an unreliable narrator in this sense, you know? It's like, it takes two. It takes two for sure. And this is a dynamic issue. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Like, I I have to ask you why why you are friends with this girl if it's not for convenience. You're obviously getting something out of it and we need to know more. More than just the fact that you are both single. And in New York. And in New York. Yeah. Especially if you already had a friendship break. Anyway, calls back. All right. <laughs> next call. This is breaking my brain. Hey, something, I just called in, something weird went wrong with the phone at the end of the call, so I'm calling back to leave my little nugget of advice since Malls tweeted out that if anyone had advice for the callers, they should call in. So this is something weird, uh, fashion-related, sort of, uh, beauty-related that I've learned recently. Uh, my name is Jessie. I'm a mom of two kids. And I recently learned that dry shampoo or dry texturizing spray or anything that has like a powdery, you know, kind of spray to it that you use in your hair, if you spray that shit in an enclosed area like your bathroom, that it gets trapped in your nostrils and makes you look like you have mad coke boogers. Now, uh, I was recently confronted about this by a coworker. So you can imagine as like a mom of two young kids that clearly people are like, well, she needs to do coke to keep up with stuff. So what? And no judgment if you do coke, but I mean, clearly get your shit together and clean your coke boogers off before you go back to work. And believe me, some days I could use a little cocaine to keep up with these fucking kids, but Seriously, I was like, what are you talking about? And then I went and looked, and I shit you not, I looked like goddamn Lindsay Lohan. Like, white, powdery substance all around my nostrils and the base of my nose. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And first I was like, what the fuck is that? But then I, like, wiped it off, and it it's like the texture of my Aribe texturizing spray. It's like the same. And then I was like, oh, my God. That is what it is, and I've been using dry texturizing spray and dry shampoo for forever, so God knows how many people think I have a major to wipe that shit off my nose before I go out in public. I could die, but I never knew that that was a thing, so I've been telling all my girlfriends, like, check your schnoz before you go out after you've done your hair in the morning and you're looking fly as fuck. And you leave the house and everyone thinks you're a big cocaine addict. So that's just a little piece of advice from... Mama Jessie, to all the Please Advise listeners out there, is check your nose after you've done your hair and shit's on fleek because you probably have some low-key Coke boogers from your dry shampoo. All right. Have a good day. Bye. 
This is heaven. This was my favorite call. Best call. This of is my life. So good. Okay, I was wait, dying. I have so many questions. Dying last do you night. know about? Do you? you well, do you oh, know about what she's talking about? Dry shampoo is like my ver- like Jesus Christ. It's your favorite thing. <laughs> it's oh my god! Stuff. It's like but I, do you know it's, about it's, the dry shampoo Coke boogers? I've only actually seen actual Coke boogers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, seriously though, like how much fucking dry shampoo are you using, Jesse? Because that does not happen. That's not I'm normal. thinking it's like the way she's spraying. And like I have to – I had to think about the mechanics of this when you were calling. I use the Oscar Blondie shit that's in like a – it has like the There's no aerosol. Tip. Yeah. But then when I do use the aerosol ones, whenever I use aerosol anything, I don't breathe in. Like right. I hold my breath the whole Same, time actually. I'm doing it. And so uh, it's – so there's no way for it to get in. But here's um, the thing. It's only for your roots. You are not right. to spray that all over your hair. Right. It's only for your roots. So I I'm don't confused. understand. Yeah. Maybe and also, she has a really small bathroom. How small? Like what her head just put goes. It's like a box you put your head into. Like I mean, I yeah. You thought no at first this was it. a troll, but yeah. I, I think that this is a genuine beauty trip. I'm sure once once this goes live, people are going to be like, "Yes, this happened dry to me." Shampoo, coke boogers, yes, but. Um, first of all, I just, for, thank you. Yes, we do really love it when you guys call and give advice. It's like huge. Uh, really, really is just adds more opinions and greatness to the show. And this is, I think, a necessary tip for probably many people out there. I mean, or a really good excuse for going to work with Coke boogers and saying it was dry shampoo. Wait, by the way, it your could hair work in is reverse. really fabulous. Do you have extensions? No. That's this all is your hair. All my my mom. You have a lot of you have a lot of good hair. I actually have, thank you. I have dry shampoo in it. And your time. You're redheaded in your author pick. I know. I was red for six years. Mm-hmm. And then I actually recently went blonde. It looks really, really good on you. I wouldn't yeah. have pictured you any other way. Are you naturally brunette? Like a light brown, yeah. Yeah. Love so, it. It looks really good. Thank you. I love that Jesse said that she could use some coke to keep up with these fucking kids. I know. I, I mean, want to know, real. like, where does Jesse live? Because I will come Somewhere there for in the, the entire <laughs> holiday season. Like Thanksgiving, yeah. Christmas, New Year, like the whole thing. I think Jesse should actually even, I feel like she should come out here. She should leave the kids with her husband and come out here for a weekend and just have fun with her dry shampoo and us. Yeah. I would really love that. Oh my should God. we give her Sam Lansky's book? Yes. We'll send you a copy of Sam Lansky's book, The Gilded Razor, uh, which is full of reasons why you should not have cocaine to keep up with those damn kids. Um, I should probably just stick to the dry shampoo. Um, you guys, that was episode 96 of Please Advise. Thank you so much for listening. Allie, people can find you on social where? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Allie Kingsley. Okay. And people should look for what where for your writing and other things. You could go to my website, AllieKingsley.com, to see what books I've written and what I'm working on. I'm so excited for up. your project with Ariana, too. We have a lot yes. of pump heads out in the out oh, in Please Advise Nation. Best. A L L I E. And by the way, didn't you say you had something for the Please Advise Hall of Fame? I wanted to make I sure. Do. Oh that my you- gosh. And before I forget, I have an awesome, I have a great gift for you. Okay. What Ooh. is it? For the Hall of Fame. You told me to bring something. Okay. Braggy. It's your book, The Liar, the Bitch, and the Wardrobe, which, by the way, I realized after I'm like, oh, I've completely read this. And you had the rare distinction in this book of doing you hired Robert Verdi to write the wardrobe descriptions for all yeah. of your for your characters. I wanted the characters in my book to be the first one. Which, by the way, it's like this is 
I mean, it's like if when the, if you loved Claudia's wardrobe descriptions and the Babysitter's Club, it's like that on crock. Like it's like, uh, did you love those wardrobe descriptions growing up? Yes. Like it makes, Are you kidding? It completely, I think that was my influence. <laughs> it makes the character come alive and you're so smart to have them professionally styled. Okay. Well, now, thank what's you. And then, so Maul's just moved into this amazing house that she's remodeling and I know she's super excited about it. So I wanted to bring her a treat, but I kind of went the next Step, oh my and god! I, what did you do? Oh my! Oh my god! Did you make Jody? Oh my god! You made me Jody Sweet and M and M. Oh my god! Oh my god! They have Jody Sweetens. Oh my it's god! Like I lavender. don't even know what to do. I'm gonna literally die. You have my email name, your girl. Oh my god! I'm dying that you made me Jody. I like. You're I, amazing, I can't even, Ellie. Like, you're I knew, amazing. I knew, she's like verklempt. I knew you'd fall apart. We're never going to eat those, though. No. I mean, like, I'm literally looking at this one gray Jody that is so perfect. <gasps> How like did you do this? shot Jody's. How did you do this? I just had them personalized. This is, like, beyond – it says M and J. Because, like, did you know that I was so hurt? Oh, my – M and J for Evs. That is what one of these m and I know you, you are. This she's is, your greatest inspiration. Oh, my God. She is my muse. How did you know? Oh, my God. I'm so – they say how rude. Oh, my God. I am so – I don't even know what to do. I'm just going to, like, paw. I'm, I want to eat one. Like, my gut is telling me to eat one, I, but my no, brain is telling me I, I can't. <gasps> Oh there, my god! I know. And this let me like, tell you guys, it's about a hundred thousand degrees in LA today. And driving here, I was so scared they were going to melt, even though they're not supposed to melt in your hands or in the car. <laughs> and so my car was probably negative three degrees because I'm like, these are not melting. I in the have car. Just never been. I mean, this is like. I mean, it's my favorite colors. It's just, it's everything. I can't even believe. Yo. I can't even believe this. This is Future, just. Please advise guests. Really have to step I up am their game. Literally, I think I just won. Please advise. I think you did. Oh <laughs> my God. You're not functioning at a full level if you don't understand how amazing this is. I'm, I am like stunned. I'm speechless. You guys, I'm Malls. Christina Lopez, our producer. You can find us at uh, hey K Lopez and at Malls Official on Snappy. You can follow us there. You also know where to find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're Please Advise everywhere. If you search us, subscribe to us on iTunes. We're also on Acast. We're super proud to be a part of their network and loudspeakers as well. You guys, have a great week. I'm gonna fucking pass out. I literally am I forgetting anything else? Three two three four five zero seven four zero eight. I cannot believe I have Jody Sweet and M&Ms. Like I'm gonna pass out. Like I don't even know what to do. We'll like, be posting I can't them on even Instagram. Know what to do. All right, you guys. Thank you, Allie. Oh my god, I'm thank so you. excited. Allie, I'm gonna die. I, like, I knew you. you were I, oh, I hate you. This is too good. I'll never be able to get a better gift than this. You've ruined yes. gifts for me. This is so good. Thank you. All right, have a great week, guys. Bye. 